Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. I'm Sarah Poet. I'm your host. And today I'm here with Acacia Lawson. And I will read Acacia's bio in just a moment when we begin the interview. Um, but Sacred Remembering is really about this path back to ourselves. And I believe ultimately a path back to union. Because if we are really questing for our sovereignty, we will find that sovereignty is inherently unified. There are many questing for this. And I recognized today's guest, Acacia, as someone who not only has lived this, but continues to live this. Um, Sacred remembering is about honoring the journey of our soul truly in this lifetime and across lifetimes. And Acacia has written a book about her past lives and how they came back to, she, she says, haunt her, but really to teach her what to look at in this incarnation to clear the trauma that was inherited through past lifetimes. We all have this, but our degree of recognition around this will vary. So I love today's episode um, as Acacia shares and normalizes that she wasn't someone who was even looking into her past lives and then this awakening uh, began to find her. Then over time, as she was unifying her relationship with the inner feminine and masculine, also healing her trauma, and then unifying with the divine feminine and masculine that led her, because then she was naturally prepared for it, led her to her divine union partner in the flesh. And uh, and they're married, spoiler alert. Um, and so I love this story because Acacia's the real deal. She's living it. She's married to her divine union partner in this lifetime. And it happened because she did her work and listened to her soul, including a massive career pivot out of high powered New York City into like a spiritual quest <laughs> that took her to Bali and other places as well. So um, when I felt Really, it was a felt sense of the frequency that Acacia carries on Facebook. I knew that I needed to reach out to her and ask her to um, do an interview here and have a conversation, which she said yes to, and we are so excited about it. So um, welcome. If this is your first episode, don't forget to subscribe, and there are so many more episodes, at least 114, before this one for you to dive into with amazing guests and you can listen to this at sarahpoet.com backslash podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and be in touch with me if I can support you as well. Um, here in just a moment, I'll give you some up-to-date information about what is going on in my practice, Embodied Breath. Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. 
Women are healing from outdated paradigms and we are rising. And we're not doing it by fighting or further depleting ourselves anymore. We are doing it by remembering who we are and standing in that unified truth. Here, we remember together through stories, tools, and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. Visit sarahpoet.com today for tools for your feminine, masculine awakening journey and to schedule mentorships and couples coaching with me directly. Now, let's begin. As we know, it is an incredibly beautiful time of awakening on the planet and also stepping into the full truth and full sovereignty of who you are. I love to support you with this. Um, As I'm recording, my dog, Holiday, is at my feet. And as I said that, she let out a really big sigh. Maybe the mic picked it up, but she often feels the energy and the truth. And she moves the energy with me as I'm talking. So yes, she agrees that it is such a big and beautiful time on the planet really what my niche has been in the past few years is helping women navigate this awakening and this transition, often with a career lens. So if you are a woman who is thinking about transitioning, maybe from a very high powered, very successful career, and you are having this feminine masculine awakening, you are having um, a spiritual awakening an embodiment awakening. um, And you really want to move toward conscious union, sacred union, the, the Harris Gamos as um, today's guest Acacia Lawson talks about as well. Um, And doing that, on every level, right? We have to do it on every level. And that's what embodied breath is really about. It's like merging the spirit with the matter. Okay. So in this lifetime, in this um, incarnation, we're not doing just spiritual work. The, The beauty of life on the planet right now, and the beauty of the awakening of the earth and the earth grids right now, which we also talk about in this episode, um, is that we are having embodied awakenings, which we need to do if we are remembering the true feminine, right? I love to talk about this stuff. So if you are a woman who this resonates with, or or you're curious, hop on over to sarahpoet.com, schedule a consultation with me if you do want to explore the private mentorships. Also, right now, as I speak, Heartland is open. The Heartland is calling you. Uh, What is Heartland? It is a place of prosperity. It is a place um, where women who have experienced so much depletion, because the feminine archetype has experienced so much depletion, women are moving from that depletion into a regenerative frequency. This is some of my core life's work, quite honestly. I had to um, really dig into the soul realms to excavate these uh, teachings. And they came to me, and then I spent another year um, integrating them. So I want to take women from depletion to regeneration. When we're... (laughs) 
take is an interesting word choice right there, isn't it? I want to lead. I want to invite women from depletion energetics into regenerative energetics. So what would it feel like if at the end of the day, you were full of energy? What would it feel like if you didn't worry about where your resources, including your body and your money and your energy um, were going what if you weren't depleting those resources and instead you were growing them and thriving? Okay. So I know that I'm, I'm talking about something really big here. I'm talking about a shift from like the 3d patriarchal consciousness that we were all born into. And then there are so many women that are awakening to, um, this is not the way and I'm not going to just hustle for my money anymore and my well-being, and I'm not going to deplete. And so if you are at that place where you are a hard no to depletion, and you are a yes, a felt sense, full body yes to the replenishment of feminine energetics, feminine energy, life force energy, and the prosperity for women on the planet who are doing good, good, good work, like by living in your soul alignment, you get to be prosperous. That's what I'm talking about. Um, if you're feeling that kind of yes to that kind of energetic, then Heartland is for you. We are gathering a group of 20 women to begin as soon as possible this spring. So don't wait. Go to sarahpoet.com backslash heartland. Talk to me if you need to. I will talk to you. You can schedule a consultation or you can just sign up. And there are options for scheduling private sessions with me in addition to the group, which previous group members have have advised because we do look at your specific soul blueprint. But now you have that information and that's enough about that. And we'll get to the interview. But again, I invite you, if you're feeling the ping, if you're feeling the, the tingles, the yesness in your feminine system to this replenishment of the heartland, just feel into it just feel into it and it will tell you if it is for you. And then, um, we will talk and we will join and we will gather in the eight week transmission, um, into the heartland, into prosperity in this new earth that we are creating. Um, and it is my pleasure to, to do so with you. Okay. Here's our interview. Thanks for being here. If you like it, don't forget to share, leave some reviews on Apple and Spotify and, um, you know, spread the energy. Like we love to replenish and regenerate such amazing stories like this and populate it out into the world. So yes, take it in, enjoy it, let it change you and then spread it forward by sharing by putting it on your social media, by lifting it up. Okay. And then we, um, participate in the feminine regenerative energetics and the new planetary grid that we are building. Okay. You feeling me? Um, so much love. Thanks for being here. Hello, Acacia. Welcome to the sacred remembering podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. 
It's so good to have you here. This is the first time that you and I are meeting. We've been in social media land together. And I'm so happy to be meeting you and uh, hearing more about your story today. Thanks so much for being a guest. Thank you for having me. And I'm so excited to be here today. Wonderful. I'm going to read your bio that you shared with us for, for everyone listening. And um, again, I just can't wait to dig into your story today. Acacia Lawson is an American author, oil painter, yoga instructor, and sacred union facilitator living in Glasgow with her beloved husband and a bunch of plants until they move into the country where she will start collecting lazy cat and adorable highland cows. I love that. She, <laughs> she uses past life regression work with many of her coaching clients because it was such a deep part of her healing work um, that she first practiced on herself. Past life healing deepened her innate gifts and led her on the path to Heroes Gamos, which is divine union within herself, as well as in this third dimension physical realm with her new husband. For Acacia, past life healing and sacred union work go hand in hand, and both are now such a part of her mission here on earth at this time. I really can't wait to hear more about that. She recently published the book, My Past Lives and How They Came came back to haunt me, which you can find on Amazon. And go ahead and follow Acacia at Acacia.Lawson on Instagram, on Facebook, AcaciaLawson.3, and website by Acacia.com, B-Y, Acacia.com, where you can see beautiful oil paintings. And (laughs) yeah, you're quite the artist. Oh my gosh. Okay. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start? With your book, actually, here's okay. I gotta just back up. I invited you because you are living what I think many women um, may desire to live, and um, that I really, really appreciate how you talk about your journey of the inner feminine masculine union, which we talk a lot about on this podcast. That's what a lot of my work is about. Um, And I don't think that I've ever done an episode on Hero Scamos. I know we've mentioned it. So, you know, we can feel free to talk about that today. But you are very um, clear and public on social media about the work that's required in that inner union journey. And then, you know, you manifested this partner in the physical that is your, you know, your, your beloved, you got married this past year and you've traveled, you like, you've crossed over countries to be together. And I want to hear some of that journey today. Um, But just this to say uh, from someone who hasn't met you yet, I really appreciate how you're sharing that journey and encouraging uh, women and, and everyone to um, to really know that unified journey within and then, you know, going or I guess maybe opening to or going for that sacred union partnership, like 
after that inner union. Mm-hmm. Um, so I find that really inspiring. And then I want to hear all about your personal journey here on yeah. sacred remembering. You know, we talk about our own journeys of remembering. And so this, this past life, um, journey that you were on, do you want to start there a little bit about like this lifetime and that remembering? Yes. So I should preface this to say that when I was around uh, 10 to 12, I was completely fascinated with Scotland. I was com- I was drawn to Scotland. I read every book I could find by any type of United Kingdom authors, you know, Irish, English, Scottish. I was just, I was absorbing it and trying to teach myself Gaelic. So that wow. should have been a big clue, right? Mm-hmm. When I was little, um, that something was going on with Scotland. Right. Um, and so I, you know, I spent 11 years in New York city where it's about, you know, being very independent and being the feminine or not even the feminine, you're in the masculine, you're hustling, you're working all of this, these long hours, everything. Um, and I had just burned out, you know, I had a breakdown and moved myself to Bali where I started to heal myself from my trauma and then understand, um, more about the inner union of the divine, uh, feminine and masculine. And that was really the journey that I devoted myself to. I said, you know, I really, um, I know in my soul, I feel that I, my person will show up as once I do this work on myself, but I need to stay focused on myself and growing a business. <clears throat> so that's what I did. I mainly focused on, just my my business and my inner work. And which is what a lot of us do, right? We we sit and we're like, nope, I'm gonna stay focused on this. I'm gonna spend all my energy on this. And if the man's supposed to show up, he'll just show up. Well, right. <clears throat> which I understand because I did that for a few years. And what I what I didn't understand was, oh, excuse me. <clears throat> what I didn't understand, okay. sorry. Yes. So a lot of women, um, you know, we all just focus on ourselves, and we say the man's going to show up, um, but we don't really put a lot of energy into that, right? We're maybe we're ashamed of it or we're not taught that or how I was taught through a few coaches that were totally in their, yes, they were running these online businesses, but they were also running in their masculine as well. So that's huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Like that right there is huge because... <laughs> so prevalent. This is so much a part of like what I've been disassembling in my life and and working with women to disassemble. So women who are, um, I want to go deeper into what you said. I'm just like saying in a different way for the, for the listeners. So even when we hit that wall, like you hit in New York city and you move to Bali and you're like, I want to do it differently we end up sort of like emulating the same hustle and the same independence because it's like the only template that we know. And it takes a while to, um, to like, I don't know, wash that out of us and and to find Mm -hmm. a new way. So, okay. I just, I wanted to like, just (laughs) allow us to go a little bit deeper there because it's so important. So you were kind of doing that and then realizing that the coaches that you were hiring were still in that same kind of old energy. And so then what did you start to do differently? So I started 
Well, I started clearing out my Facebook, right? Because that was the main <laughs> source of um, where I was learning a lot of this information and hiring coaches. Yeah. And it basically, I decided that it was time um, for me to align with people who were thinking more like I was thinking or feeling in my heart space. That <clears throat> this masculine teaching this oh, $100,000 months and this and this, yeah. you know, and aligning to that, it wasn't resonating with my soul. Mm-hmm. It was it was actually the exact opposite. So I started um, following more women who were teaching about leaning into your feminine, you know, leaning into the fact that you're a woman and it's okay. It's okay to be feminine. It's okay to want to flow versus mm-hmm. hustle, 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 because I've been doing that my entire life. I know know how how to make money. Yeah. I know (laughs) how to put money in the bank. I know how to build up businesses. I know how to do all of that. Um, What I didn't know how to do was be feminine. I didn't know how to balance that either. Right. And that the hustle and the flow. And um, so I decided that it, it was just time. And I started taking pieces of things that I would see that resonated with me. I started saying, okay, hero scamos. I did work with a, big energy healer about hero scammers. I said, this is important for my, for my blueprint, right? My soul blueprint. This is, I'm wanting to call in my partner, but I need myself to be aligned and cleared out a bunch of attachments, a bunch of entities, you know, a bunch of templating, right? Of these programs that we've learned from a young age, but also that have been generational. And, um, and that was, that was how I came to my divine union within was just, you know, it was journaling. It was talking to myself. It was talking to my divine masculine, talking to my intuition and really getting intimate right? because it's a, it's a relationship with your divine masculine as much yeah. as it is your divine feminine, your intuition. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Yep. I call it a King date. Yeah. When I teach exactly. this King temple that I teach, I, <clears throat> it's like, you, you have to make time for it daily. Like this, yeah. this idea, this like new template that we're creating of the king and it has to be like our relationship with that first exactly and it has to most of us weren't taught a healthy relationship either right so the communication writing writing my king love letters and things like that like things that i had never would never have done in a relationship before Right. right and that's what it was about that's what i said oh this is amazing this is helping me understand myself even more understand the integrity of the man that will come into my life. And he's not going to be, um, you know, we are all unique. We are all special. We all have our own talents, but he's not going to be somebody who just works for somebody. He's going to be a king. He's going to be an earthly king because that's what I'm embodying. I'm embodying this queen energy. of These are my creations. This is what I'm building for my community. This is what I'm building for the earth in general, you know, especially with children, that's a big mission of mine. And um, these are the things that I'm putting the foundation down and I need him to be at that level as well. Yeah. And so all of that inner work that I did, it was about my integrity, my, you know, what's Mm -hmm. my integrity, what's his integrity, because he's the reflection of me. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not doing that, he's not going to do it. I love that. And yeah, that old template of like, I'm just going to work on me and the man's going to show up. I think that's still a little rescuey. Like, you know, I had that, I had that running, um, for, for a good long time. And the old template is like, um, yeah, just 
I mean, we're not looking for like savior. We're not looking for rescue. We're um, laying these architectural templates of union and holding that and then um, attracting that. Attracting that. And so I love that you're describing that you knew his qualities, like his behaviors, his energetic qualities um, before, before he came. Showed up. Yeah. 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 And you were also doing a lot of past life work in body. At the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a part of it, right? I had to understand who I was in the past as well, who I was in these other lifetimes, um, which I didn't even know, you know, this book was channeled. Um, I was on my yoga mat in Bali, you know, trying to do some really crazy stuff. And all of a sudden, you know, my intuition said, you're going to write a book and it's going to be called My Past Lives and How They Came Back to Haunt Me. It's going to be about your past lives. Don't you love when they're that clear? I was like, what? I don't even know anything about past lives. Why am I going to be writing about this? Mm -hmm. Okay. So you really listened. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, okay, I'm surrendering to this. This is Mm. okay. Obviously what I came here to do, if it was that loud and that Mm. clear Mm. and, um, and they gave me my first channeling which again, I wasn't, I didn't know about channeling. I didn't know, you know, stream of consciousness is another word for it, whatever, you know, plugging into the higher self or the highest self or plugging into a guide, or I don't plug into guides or anything. It's my highest self or source. That's Mm -hmm. it. There's nothing else I plug into. That's correct. Um, Which, you know, a lot of people channel archangels or, you know, whatever it is. I Mm -hmm. don't, that's just, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm like, okay. So this is another reason why these soul sisters are having this conversation on this podcast, because it's like, yeah, you know, it's source and soul and that's it. That's it. I don't, you know, a lot of people ask me who are my guides or my, well, they're different versions of me running around. Yeah. 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 Or I say, I work for the Christus Sophia. That's who I work for. Like (laughs) wherever the information comes from, but that's who I'm aligned to. Yeah. What I'm aligned to. Yeah. Okay. So then, so you're like hearing this, you don't know about past lives. And then how did you start to dive into it? So they gave me my first. So after I said, okay, all right. And so I, you know, did the rest of my yoga and got off my yoga mat, (laughs) you know, so I'm in this relaxed state. I'm in this very meditative, you know, chilled state. And then, I said, okay, got out of my yoga clothes and put some, you know, just work lounge clothes on and then opened up my computer. And they said, go sit in that chair over there in a more comfortable chair. It wasn't my work chair. And, um, and we're going to, you know, they gave me my first uh, vision and literally my first chapter, I streamed in three hours um, of just continual writing. Beautiful. I love that you're showing us and demonstrating that you surrendered to that voice so quickly. I don't know how many times I've avoided that voice or like ignored it or <laughs> like didn't sit down and write it right then, made my life harder as a result, yeah. you know, but you are like, okay, I listened and I sat down. So I haven't read the book yet, but my question is, were you channeling things that you had already lived in this lifetime and they were showing you how that was connected to a past life or were you seeing past life scenes and not knowing how they applied to this lifetime? What was happening? Okay. So I was seeing past lifetimes and things that I had no idea. There were a few that I knew because I had seen flashes of them when I was younger, much younger before I had cut my seeing vision off. Um, But 
they they had shown me these past lives. And so what I did was I just wrote them down, right? Every time they showed me a vision or, you know, gave me that stream, I would just write it down exactly. And they only showed me the past 24 hours, like my thought process, what was going on in my head, why I was in this specific position for the last 24 hours of my life. And, and, you know, and then my death and what happened, like what, they also showed me what my soul said, like right after I died. So that was kind of interesting. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. What a gift. So they showed you the last 24 hours of each lifetime, like of each scene. And then you saw yourself die. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Felt it. Okay. Yeah. So some of them I felt very, especially during a past life regression I did, because Mm -hmm. by then now I'm excited. I'm like, okay, past life regression. So now I'm looking it up online. I'm like, how can I do this to myself and listen to a meditation for it and did, um, did one. And I was just blown away because Mm -hmm. it was, um, you know, I experienced the death, but then I was also releasing, I was releasing these holds on me of, Maybe it was what I thought, um, this deep templating, right? These, whether it's, um, you know, grab all the greed you can, you know, the land and the greed and, you know, because I was a Mongolian warlord. I was brutal. I mean, that life, I was like, wow, this guy, you know, this is me. (laughs) Um, Because who I am now is completely opposite of that. Mm -hmm. But yet again, I could recognize some things in my childhood Mm -hmm. where I, where I replugged back into that templating Mm -hmm. of, of, Mm -hmm. you know, of I've got to do it all on my own and nobody else can understand. And I'm, you know, this, it's that very masculine power, you know, I got into it and I stepped fully into it when I lived in New York Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and then there was Another life that I was really drawn to um, was the Tibetan monk. Mm. And he meditated most of the day. And he was just at one with the animals. And he Mm. had these powers and these gifts. He could remove people's fear, um, which Mm. I can do as well um, by plugging into their energy. And he was just really cool. And he was documenting things, you know, Mm. writing things down for the future generations. Because he knew, you know, books were the way to help future generations. Mm-hmm. And so, but then I've also been women, you know, so I, I've been other women as well. And, um, you know, rich, poor healer, you know, everything. And, um, and they've all been, they've all, the lessons that I've had to learn in those lifetimes have also had to learn in this lifetime. So I've gone through every lesson from those past lives in this lifetime already. Yeah. And don't you think like we're doing that? I mean, we're yes. all doing that. Yeah. Quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear more about why you said quickly, but I'm also, so this is why the the book is called and how they came back to haunt me because it's like, mm-hmm. you're, you're living it, you're clearing it all in this lifetime. And it's like, okay, that was left undone. Let's clear it. Let, that was left undone. Let's clear it. So why are you saying quickly? Because usually these lessons would take an entire lifetime, if right. even sometimes they took three, four or five lifetimes. Right. And now we're clearing them. I mean, you know, I don't know about you, but I've oh, cleared, yeah. I think, 20 in one <laughs> in one lifetime already. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love that you have a count. I have no idea how many it's been, but um Oh my gosh. I mean, the last six weeks of my life, I won't go into it, but the last six weeks, I just cleared something like 
so ancient, like mm-hmm. an ancient, ancient. So um, was there kind of like a, a timeline in your experience, like most recent to oldest? They were so random. Okay. They gave them, I, and I don't even know, you know, and yeah, the book right. is, the book is kind of random as well. You okay. Know, it's not in chronological order. And um, because time isn't linear, right? Right. And we're uh-huh. experiencing all those lives and now and the future lives. They're all simultaneous, right? To mm. our highest self. Mm-hmm. And that's mm. this whole construct of time is from A to B is not correct. Yeah. And so that's why we can see these visions. That's why we can tap into the mm. past lives. That's why we can tap into the future lives because they're all, it's all one time to your highest self. It's seeing yes. them all at the same time. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you for taking us there. So I know that you work in the realm of like, we have to heal our trauma in order to have the life we want or in order to feel lighter. And so we have to move that density in order to to live in the light. And I love that because I I love like (laughs) acknowledging that the trauma and the density and the things that happen are real and we can be with that and be light beings. Um, So Yeah, I'd love to hear you um, talk about that and the maybe the specifics or, you know, why do past life regression to heal the traumas or like, how do you bring trauma into the past life healing work? So a lot of people, <clears throat> I I look at them. And I can see their energy, right? I can see what Mm -hmm. traumas they have that haven't been cleared out. And I can, but I also can see how receptive they're going to be to what Mm -hmm. I'm about to tell them Mm -hmm. about which traumas they need to clear out and how long it's going to take them. Because some people, it takes a month to clear out a trauma and some people it takes a year. Right. You know, so that's okay. Mm -hmm. Everybody's on a different timeline. It doesn't matter. There's no rush. But um, to clear out the past timelines, you have to admit to the trauma that's in here already yeah. and say that it it's not always from this lifetime. It has been carried over and it's been carried yeah. on your blueprint. And <clears throat> if you want to go deeply into the trauma, you have to clear all of the trauma. And it's not just ger- generational what's handed down. It's the trauma that has been on your soul blueprint from other lifetimes. And so yeah. I can depending on how open the client is to me, I can go into these past lifetimes and help them Mm. understand and remove that trauma, that templating. Right. Mm. And that's, that's the biggest um, healing method for a lot of people. Now, some people don't even need to do that though. Some people are newer souls and the trauma that they've experienced are, it's mainly from this lifetime or maybe one or two other lifetimes. Mm. And that's Mm. it. Mm. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's really fascinating. I'm just thinking about my own story right now and I won't go into a lot of story, but you know, when I stepped onto my entrepreneurial path, like between four and five years ago, and I also knew that it was a soul union path and one by one, these partners who were soulmates, who I had a past life or more, more with, I mean, some like dating back a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, Some, you know, uh, like the Christ lineage is very close to me and some past lives. And um, 
And so a lot of like union restoration work in my, in my soul template. Um, And it's interesting that, you know, my, (laughs) the fucking levels of trauma, (laughs) like the deep trauma around soul union, obviously, I mean, we're working out the healing of separation templates and separation timelines. And so when I stepped onto the entrepreneurial path, knowing that it had something to do with that, I mean, I got like one lesson after another, after another, after another, it was fucking hard, <laughs> like not even kidding. Like, um, and I love conversations like this, where we can acknowledge like the deeper part of what was going on. Cause if you were looking at my life, like in the 3d, it may have looked a little bit like a shit show. Cause I was like, okay, I'm with this guy. We're going really deep for eight months. And then it's like this giant, <laughs> like past life lesson or, yeah. um, you know, the way I met like deep beloveds from past lives. And they came back into this life and it looked like like three times, Acacia, it looked like, oh, we came to do this union thing. And there was this past life um, connection or like something that had been open. And then I was getting these, it felt it was linear in this lifetime because it was like the lesson I needed to integrate, Mm -hmm. you know, to go toward soul union, number one, number two, number three, you know, they were just like, they showed up one after the other really for me to clear these things and integrate these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and like fascinatingly um, deep and with the ability to see some past life information and see um, deep soul information. Like I know why my soul is doing a lot of what it's doing. Um, and I love that like we can have this kind of conversation and use this kind of language because um, there aren't a lot of people in my life that use the depth of soul language and soul mm-hmm. understanding um, that that I do use even in my personal life. Like it's gotten to the point where people in my personal life are now like, whoa, Sarah's way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm like further out there than um, than people that are out there. So. Yeah. 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 And when you start talking about seeing, yeah. Yeah. And it's this level of knowing, you know, I mean, when you're talking about different unions and everything, our biggest lessons are always in relationships, right? We can heal a lot by ourselves, but we heal, we see a lot when we are in a relationship, we see our triggers, we see what needs to be worked on. And we are able to practice that, you know, um, not having attachment and having unconditional love. Mm. And that is the hardest. It's one of the hardest lessons because we weren't taught that we were taught jealousy and betrayal and all of these other things from past lives. These are all unions we've had in our past lives because the tearing down of the family unit, right? The tearing down of, you know, you can look at most of the religious books and, you know, when two or more are joined and two or more are joined, what does that mean? It means that, you know, your energy, when you're using these energies together to create, you can create powerful everything, you know, messages, everything. And this is what, you know, when we talk about Mary Magdalene and Jesus, like what they were doing and why there was such an attack on that, because it was bringing back those unions. 
It was bringing back those powerful units that you cannot tear apart. You literally have to kill one of the partners to tear them apart. Yeah. And even right. then it doesn't work because, you know, right. they're bound because in it's sacred eternal. union. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. that's what, when I understood, you know, my guides this year, they, they said, I think it was around uh, January. I can't even remember in January, but they said, stop messing around. Stop messing around. You're doing the hero scamos. You're here to help people do this because people don't understand how powerful it is to be in their true union, not a false one. Right. Because we all have the lessons we have to learn from these past lives and these right. people that we've been with in past lives. But the true union, the one your soul said, we are going to find each other and we are going to make we are going to be a living example of this. And I talk about this a lot about mm-hmm. you are a living example of love. You are the living example of a sacred union. And that doesn't mean, um, you know, that you just wait for it and it's all airy fairy and all of that kind of stuff. That's not what that means. Mm -hmm. That means that you're continuing the deep level of work on yourself. Your partner's continuing the deep level of work on their self. Mm -hmm. And and that's why the union is so strong. Because when those levels, when you are just so sure of yourself and you are sure of the work that you are doing and what you came here for, your missions, nothing can rip that apart. And you and you know you're there to do it together and nothing tears that apart. And that's why it's beautiful right now, because all of these unions are starting to come online. I love that. It's so uplifting. And as someone who's like lived a couple of unions where the union was not Okay, a couple of explanations and who knows which is like true, but the union wasn't strong enough or there was like an ego identification or an unhealed trauma Mm -hmm. such that, you know, like a dark influence or something could get in and destroy the union and the potential union Mm -hmm. Um, that has happened, you know, or it just like wasn't the one and it looked like the one, which I think is probably also true. Um, But I lay and I read a post that you wrote this past week. Let's see. It's March 1st when we're recording this. It'll come out in about a month. But um, you wrote a post about this, about just like the, the, I love how matter of fact you're being like, this is the most powerful force on the planet. And there will be attempts at interrupting this. Mm -hmm. And so both people truly need to be on this hero's gamos path, on this integration path, looking at the soul, looking at the past lives and anything less will not do. Like it's, it's impossible. It is impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's what people don't understand. You know, there's this old templating, right. And I rail about this sometimes because people are like, Oh, relationships are hard work. They are not hard work. Yeah. It's because you're not facing yourself, right? That's when it's yeah. hard work. You're not, you're letting the ego run you. So it's hard work or your partner is, and you're doing all the work, you know, those type of those old programs that have to be completely deleted out of our, you know, our DNA yeah. and because they're not truth. They're not truth. The truth of the matter is, is that we have these innate gifts. We have these missions. We all signed up for this and Part of that was Heroes Gamos. A lot of us signed up to do Heroes Gamos in the physical right now at this time and to be those living examples so that the future generations understand this is a family unit. This is the power of creation. We're 
powerfully creating within the family unit. And it's about conscious creation. It's not about let's just let whatever happen. No. You know, let's let these wounds overtake us. That's not what it's about at all. And and that's what we are getting back to. And so I think most of the time, you know, um, I don't know. I, I, I look at, because I have clients that come to me and they say, it's hard work. You know, I just, I don't know if I'm ready for this. And a lot of people aren't ready to actually be in a union. When a man walks up to you or approaches you as mine did online, and he says, you're my queen, I've been waiting for you. And one, he never uses language like that. My man never. <laughs> and two, wow. what? Oh my God. <laughs> right, you're like, I thought real? I was waiting for this and now it's happening and holy shit. So yeah. oh that's what he said. Wow. And so, yeah, what happened in you? I think that's really like potent information because here you were working on it. You were like hoping that it would arrive. And like, what was that feeling when he did arrive? So I, you know, so we met on LinkedIn. Um, I had a virtual assistant at the time and I told her my intuition said, reach out into the UK and um, Europe, you know, to get coaching clients on LinkedIn. And I'd been working on LinkedIn and doing videos and everything. So I had my virtual assistant do that. She'd actually messaged him and, you know, added him as a connection. And then, um, and then he and I had left some voice notes because she said, Oh, he's interested in coaching. And so we had left some voice notes and, um, and I ended up, um, doing a coaching program for him, like a month program, which should have been three months long, but he's like, I need to clear this stuff. Now mm. I need to clear this stuff. I'm calling in my future person. Right. Uh-huh. And so I'm doing all of this work with him and clearing all of this trauma stuff and, you know, these, you know, from past relationships and, and whatnot. Um, and, and the more he's talking, you know, and he's telling me about his visualizations and I'm sitting there going, that's me. Like I'm sitting there. Okay. This oh, is wow. me. Uh-huh. This is, he's the, the, you know, the visualization charts he would send me and things like that. And I'm like, that's the exact same house I had. That's the exact, you know, like all these wow. things. And, and so, you know, and I'm keeping it professional because right. I'm like, this is weird. Right. And so I'm like, is he part of my soul group? You know, I don't, yeah. you know, and at this, which it, often happens with the clients. Exactly. Yeah, they, right. they turn into your soul family or yeah, your soul right. group or for that time, or maybe, you know, maybe longer. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, okay, is he a part of my soul family? soul try, you know, soul group. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know, I'm, I'm rationalizing it to myself because I want to keep this professional and whatever. And then we have our last session and he's like, I just want to thank you so much. This has been amazing. You've helped me clear so much and blah, 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 blah. And then, and then he says, and I want to, um, continue talking. I want us to date. <laughs> I want, you yeah. know, uh-huh. I want to get married. You know, I want this to, you know, this is basically, and I knew all of this from working with him. I knew uh-huh. what he was calling in. I knew everything. And I'm like, oh, you know, because yeah. I had the feeling deep down, but I didn't want to admit to it that right. this is my person. This is everything yeah. about him I'm attracted yeah. to, but I'm keeping it professional. Yeah. And then I said, okay, so give me, you know, give me a little bit of time to sit on this because I knew, I knew I had to sit and ask myself, I go, am I ready? Yeah. Because there's no turning back. There's no games. There's none of that. This yeah. is for real. And he's, 
for he's real. I know who he is. I know his integrity. I know because after you mm-hmm. coach somebody, you actually you really know them. Right. And um and so I went back and we were talking every day and, and whatnot after that. And um and I said, Okay. I said, I'm ready to do this. He said, Great. When you know, how are we gonna do how, should I come wow. see you? Should I come to, you know, wherever you're at? And and this was, mind you, this is in the middle of when COVID's really getting started. Okay. And so I had just traveled from, you know, I left Bali and I traveled back to the US. And, you know, supposedly there were no flights and nobody could travel anywhere. I'm traveling everywhere. I actually started traveling again after two uh-huh. years in Bali. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, it's time to travel. Uh-huh. They tell me I can't travel, I'm gonna travel. So so now I'm over in Italy um, for our coaching sessions. And then I'm over in Slovakia um, starting up a business for entrepreneurs. And, and which I had to tear down because mm-hmm. it wasn't aligned to my sole mission. But so when I'm in Slovakia, it became clear I didn't want to be there. I was like, what am I doing? I want to mm-hmm. be with him in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And I'm over here in this country that I don't I don't resonate with. And so... I just said, okay, I'm coming to Scotland. And he's like, well, it's completely locked down right now. You know, like, I don't know how you're going to, I was like, oh, I'll get in. I was like, that's not an issue for me. I don't have, nobody stops me from what I, (laughs) what I'm going to create. And so, so after some delays and flight cancellations and me thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to be stuck in the Vienna airport forever. um, I finally get to Scotland and it was, it was just, I, I already knew we'd already been talking for months and months online yeah. at this point, you know, without actually seeing each other in the yeah. physical. And then I get to him and it was just like coming home. It was mm. just like, that's me. I can breathe I'm with my person. I don't, you know, there's no underlying anxiety or any, you know, there was excitement and there was mm. happiness. And then there was this deep knowing that we've had a past life before, uh, and we really made a botch of that. I mean, it was pretty messy. You've seen that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, you know, in, in our past life, we actually, um, we were both so ego driven. We were both mm. very uh, independent and we could make our own money. You know, we were doing mm. all these things. And so our relationship was on again, off again. And then I died um, dramatically, mm. of course. Mm. And, um, and young, you know, so before we even had a chance to get anything settled mm. or grow up or grow out of the egos, it was too late. Right. And so mm. we came together in this lifetime and there wasn't even a question. It was like, no, we're, we're doing this. And this is, this is how it's supposed to be. And we're the family unit and we're mm. getting married. And, you know, and he did all of this. I, I did what, you know, the feminine, teaching, you know, I just, I sat back, which was very hard for me because I always take the first steps and I always do this. Um, Mm -hmm. and I just sat back and every, everything he made the moves on, he Mm -hmm. took the actions. He did what needed to be done to make sure that I could stay with him in the United Kingdom, Mm -hmm. which is thank you. Masculine. Yes. Yes, Thank you. And I was like, my masculine, he's so amazing. He's here. I don't have to do it on my own anymore. Exactly. I'm not alone. I'm not creating on my own. Right. You know, of course I still have my creations on my own. I still have my businesses. I still have what I'm creating and he has what he's creating, but we create together as well. And that's the most powerful part of it. That's the, that's the funnest part as well. 
that's where the the inner child gets to come out and we play we have this inner child this this love this joy this happiness that I've never experienced mm. before mm-hmm. um, and I can look at my past lifetimes and say that the vast majority of them I was not you know, joyful, happy, playing happy around. Joy. No, yeah. yeah, yeah, me neither. No, it's like, it's always been like very serious, hard soul work, you know? <laughs> yeah, but I have to chuckle because my son is like such an oracle. He just turned 13, but he's always been an oracle. And I don't tell him this, but I tell everybody that listens to my podcast this. And, um, and just yesterday we were talking about like responsibilities. I was talking about the responsibilities of home. It's it's he and I here. And I said, you know, well, I'm the only adult like in the house. And so these or these responsibilities, like some feminine, some masculine, both like fall to me. And he just in the car goes, Mom, I don't know when or how. And I'm not saying that I do know when or how. But I'm saying, why don't you open to maybe somebody out there wants to help you and come do it with you and have a lot of fun. And I'm just laughing because like that was last night. And now you're telling me this story. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I was like, okay, kiddo, I'm open. I'm open to it. (laughs) But it's, you know, because we've all been hurt, right? We've all felt that betrayal or abandonment, rejection, whatever it was. I mean, I've experienced multiple levels of it. Um, And Mm -hmm. most of us have. And so to be open to that again, right, to truly open the heart up and say, I'm ready for this and I am going to be vulnerable. I'm going to be this woman that I am and I'm growing and I'm changing, I'm evolving who I look like now. It's not how I'm going to be in five years. Oh my gosh. So much. So, especially like, I want to just say that to anyone who's like just knee deep or waist deep or neck deep in the shit of like all of these past life lessons and all of the soul work, which I know as many people right now, I'm, I'm like now starting to look at the last, you know, five years of my life. And I realize I'm on the other side of it. And I'm like living into this, you know, future version of self, but it's still new, but the mm-hmm. frequency has totally changed. And I'm like, oh my God, thank God that hard period yeah. is like, oh. it can be done. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I actually have a question for you and just curious how you would um, talk about this. So you said that you and your beloved in this lifetime had this past life where there was something unresolved. I'm imagining that there are other past lives with other beloveds, with other things that are unresolved. And so, you know, when someone is like looking for the one or, um, you know, like in some ways, I knew that the men that I had been with after my divorce on this soul union path were all soul family. They were all soulmates, you know? And so when people are looking for like, their soulmate or their one. I'm like, "Mm, there's a lot of them. And I've heard people describe this kind of different ways. Like some people will say that you do have one true beloved and it's like, you know, fractals of the same soul or something like that. I'm just, or is it like you, like your reflection, you're in your hierogamic union and then 
I guess the way I'm kind of conceptualizing it with words right now is like the hierogamic union that I'm in. So for people listening, that's like my almost like invisible or spiritual relationship with the divine beloved um, that I have like as one woman. So it's me in union that beloved definitely feels like my other half or like, I mean, that's me. It is me, mm-hmm. but I don't expect anymore. I used to, I used to be looking for that outside of myself, but I, I don't expect that the partner feels like the hierogamic union. So how would you describe the coming together, the partnership on a soul level? Are there options? Is it like fractals of the same soul? Okay. So from what I understand, and this is different for it's everybody. It's a huge question. Yeah, yeah. Right, because, right. because the truth is different for everybody. Every true. soul experiences something different. But so for me, and for what I've seen from most of my clients, is that um, we at different levels of our, what we need to go through, right? We meet these different people and some people call them false twin flames or, you know, false soulmates, whatever you want to say, they've, they've signed up to help you learn a lesson just as much as you've signed up to help them learn a lesson. These are all soul contracts we made when we said we're coming back in this lifetime to learn whatever it is we're going to learn, which is usually a ton of stuff right now. Right. Right. Um, but we signed up for this cause we could handle it. We knew we could take on 700 things in one lifetime and we're fine. Uh, <laughs> Bless us. Yes, doing great. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so I see it as the, every different level that you're at, right. There will be somebody that meets you on that level. It's just a reflection of yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're, they're there to help you through that or learn whatever lesson it is. Um, because I've had relationships where I thought I was in a, a soulmate relationship or, or whatever. And it, it wasn't, it, it was a lesson I needed to learn that I had seen in a past life. Now that I've written this book, I understand I've seen this in a past life. This is the exact same lesson I had to learn again. Um, and for me, the divine union, right? The divine union comes in when you have one, you have this amazing relationship with your own masculine and feminine, and you understand the balancing, the polarity between that, but also, um, you've done a lot of this work, this trauma work, you've and you've opened your heart, right? You've opened your heart and you've said, I'm ready for this. This mm-hmm. is my templating. I came mm-hmm. here for this at this time. And that person shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, that and, and I don't, yes, I know that he is my divine union person. Like I knew it as soon as I if I was honest with myself and I wasn't so in the ego, this is just business only, you know, yeah, that right. kind of thing. Yeah. I would have, you know, I could have listened to my intuition that was saying, it's him, it's him, it's him. What are you doing? You know, it's him. Yeah. But um, he had to say that to me first. Mm-hmm. And when he used that language, which is not language he would have used, it's my language. Mm-hmm. I just said, well, you know, so yeah. <laughs> that's where, that's where I knew that, on the soul level. And even if he isn't as spiritual, right? So sometimes the male, the, the masculine is more feminine, uh, more 
in tune to the spiritual, right? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes the feminine counterpart is more in tune to the spiritual, you know, but it's about the level at which you meet yourself. It's about the level that you work on yourself because not everybody learns the lessons at the same, you know, this, the same way. Right. We do the hero's gamos templating, but you know, for my beloved, he has no, I like, I talk about it with him and everything, but for him, he's done the work, but he doesn't call it that. Yeah. You know, he calls it something completely different. And so for a lot of us, it's, um, reconciling, I think in our own heads that it doesn't look exactly like what we think it's going to look like. Oh, it doesn't. Yeah. It Uh may not be somebody in the spiritual community. It may be, you know, as we had talked about an earthly king, yeah. Versus mm-hmm. more of the spiritual king. And it may be, you know, these these earthly kings are here to create certain systems on earth as we yeah. usher in Ooh, the new earth. Chills. Yeah. Like and we that's love the for. earthly kings. Yes, yes, we love the earthly kings because they're the ones <laughs> yes. who this whole financial system, everything that's crashing down, we're seeing all this crashing right now. Mm-hmm. They're the ones creating the new systems. Mm-hmm. They're the ones mm-hmm. creating all of this. Now, are they super tapped into... Um, you know, past lives and astral travel and all of this. No, no, because they don't need to be. They literally have a direct <laughs> right. like line of communication coming into their heads, yeah. telling them what actions to take and they do it. They don't even question it. They just do it. Right. And there's the emanation of your oracular feminine, like in mm-hmm. his field, activating yes. him. And he doesn't need to have the same kind of language. He doesn't nope. need to understand like nope. what you understand. Exactly. You are activating one another. Well, because I don't even, this is the fun part, right? So we've reached this new level. I don't know about you, but telepathy has become huge for me now. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to I'll just think something for him or for his business or whatever. And then he calls me because, you know, we've spent two months apart now. He calls me, he says, oh, I did this, this, and that. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because that was exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think we hadn't talked about it on here yet. So you got married in Scotland this past summer, past October, past October. And then you had to come back to the States for like the paperwork. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I bet that's like excruciating. When do you get to go back to him? So I leave this, uh, on Thursday. Oh, good. So, yeah. Good. So I, that's two days from now, but, um, yes. but yeah, I mean, it's been, and when we talk about things that are thrown into your path, right. To see how strong your union is when we yeah. talk about, because it shakes, first of all, they make, they want you to doubt your inner union. Right. And right. then, and then you'll doubt the outer union. So whatever little wounds or whatever little triggers you might have, they're going to pick away at those to try to say, are you actually going yeah. to live as this living example, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we saw this as, okay, the the guard that denied me entry back into Scotland after our honeymoon, right? We were coming back from our honeymoon. We're all happy from Portugal, whatever. And he said, nope, you're not allowed. If you'd gone through the machines, which weren't on, you would have gotten in to Scotland. But because I'm here, I've decided no. <laughs> Literally did. And you're like, that's the destroyer working through a man. Yes. Yeah. Right. And so, and you know, so four hours later, they finally released me to go get a bag, pack up a bag. And then, um, and then we had to turn around and get on a flight. We had to be out of there by 10 a.m. So they released us at 2 a.m. 
and we had to be gone on another flight or I had to be at 10 a.m. So thank God they let us back a bag and thank God there was a flight returning directly back to Portugal where we had spent our honeymoon. And um, and so we stayed there for a few months and we looked at it as this is time for us to have the time together. Of course, we were still mm. working. I launched my book in December from Portugal. Okay. And um, so we were still working. We were still doing our things, but um, but we knew I was going to have to come back to the U.S. in January okay. and get this ball rolling because, you know, we were trying to put it off until April or May or whatever, but now it's all, it's all worked out how it's supposed to. Whereas if you think about, um, relationships that are not steady or not built yeah. on a great foundation, they're going to fall apart very easily under a two month okay. absence. Yeah. But for right. us, we were, we each had certain things that had to be done kind of in a separation, like kind of, um, he had to work on some things for his business. I had to work on some things for me and mm-hmm. I was sick a lot and um, dealing with Ascension symptoms and whatnot and mm-hmm. just things I needed to purge out of myself, which wouldn't have been fun for him to be around anyways. Um, right. And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to do everything I needed to do for me. Mm-hmm. And so us being apart actually could have, you know, for other people, it would have been detrimental to the relationship. Yeah. And but for us, trust. it was like, for us, it was just like, what do you think? Yeah, whatever. We don't even, this is not, it was painful Mm -hmm. to separate because it was the first time we've been separated in a year, Mm -hmm. but physically separated in a year, but it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't one of those things. Yeah. I remember being in trauma relationships and things like that where you just feel like you're dying and everything's horrible and, you know, whatever, but it wasn't that it was, it was, I love you. I trust you. And we, we get to do zoom calls again, like we did at the beginning of our relationship. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. More solid. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one of the questions that I have that's remaining, um, before we start to wrap up is, um, what were your past life connections to Scotland? Oh, so yes. So, um, a few, um, which is really interesting because some souls, you know, you go to different places, right? You pick, you get to go to different areas, different, yeah. you know, geographical Is that like locations. Contracts with the land and earthwork as well. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. some of us have that and some of us have um, more of the spiritual work, some, you know, whatever contracts it is. Yeah. So my contracts, a lot of them are around my blueprint, actually, my soul blueprint is like the United Kingdom. Like Ireland, the islands north of Scotland, Scotland, um, and England itself. And so Mm -hmm. those are my soul blueprints. And this is getting into, if we're getting into the lines, the Arthurian lines and, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. So if we're talking about that, that's what I resonate with. And, Mm -hmm. um, and that's just my soul blueprint. So yes, I've had a few past lives actually in Scotland and it's, mm-hmm. um, it's why I forced my mom at the age of nine to go see Braveheart. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, and I was you. sobbing, uh, you know, I'm nine years old. I'm just sobbing and I, you know, I felt it. I could feel all of that, but, um, but yeah, so I've had, yeah, a few, they weren't in the book. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that there was a very powerful, past life, um, where I communicated with, um, ocean animals. So dolphins, Mm. whales, Mm. all that. And that comes from my Scotland past Mm. life Mm. as well. So, um, but also just, yeah, the land I'm definitely, um, 
I can feel it, right? I'm, mm-hmm. you know, if we're going into it, I'm talking to trees. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, they're responding. I'm able to feel the energy. I'm able to, you know, place my hands down and do grid work and things yeah. like that. And so it's um it's just one of those places in this lifetime that I am meant to be in. Yeah. And yeah. now I've come home and mm. um and the everything sped up, right? when you get into that physical uh, hero scammers relationship, uh, you'll mm. notice how everything speeds up mm. and you mm. think things have sped up and then you're in this relationship and things mm. just have mm. really sped up. And, and when I'm back in Scotland now, when I've been back in the United States, I felt things have kind of slowed down for me and time has become very weird. I uh, half the time. I don't even know what day it is, mm. but, um, but when I'm in Scotland, things really, really speed up until I go back into nature. And then mm. I, it's literally like time can stop. Interesting. And it's, it's very, it's very cool. So mm. again, unlocking those gifts that I've had in mm-hmm. those past lifetimes and really getting into um, being okay and accepting those gifts and saying, I'm ready yeah. to have my mind blown. All right. I'm so glad you said that because before we hit record, we were talking about, um, you know, sometimes we have our own blocks to seeing and you said that you had shut down your site at um, an earlier age. And then there was a part of me, like after um, one particular, like very, very deep reunion, didn't work, combusted, hurt, (laughs) so badly, all those things. I thought it was my divine union partner in this lifetime. And then I was like, I don't want to see anymore. And the next guy, I still saw like an Essene Templar connection. I mean, it wasn't like my sight was closed down, but I didn't want to make meaning of Mm. what I was seeing because sometimes like, because I saw the past life information with this man and it was so clear and it was so intense like we assumed that it meant like reunion in this lifetime. It was just, it was like the biggest lesson of this Mm -hmm. lifetime. And that was the recognition, but my interpretation of the past life seeing was incorrect. And I was like, well, that led to a lot of freaking hurt. I don't really want to see as much anymore, but I love what you just said, because in the past like six months, it really has been apparent to me. And and my guidance is saying to me, like, you have to be willing to own all of your gifts. Like you have to be willing to see, you have to be willing to, um, you know, investigate further, I guess. I don't, I don't know what it yeah. is entirely, but yeah, you know, it's like you can't close off your site. That's not why you came in this yeah. lifetime. So, yeah. yeah, and it's it's that fear, right, of being hurt again, or it's that fear of, right. you know, you don't want to make something happen because you've seen it, um, right, and, right, and that's that's also you know, I've walked a fine line with that as well, because I can see things for clients, but I ha- I hold myself back because it's for them to discover. Right. You know, it's not necessarily my place to say something. It's not my place to, you know, help them with that, right? To help yeah. them all the time with their gifts. Right. And um and I think that, you know, the important thing for me was that I just learned no matter what had happened in the past lives, right? Those were all lessons I had to get through. Those were all union partnerships or, well, I don't even think a lot of them were union partnerships. I had so much trauma to clear out from these past lives 
But that's what I spent the first half of, you know, entire part of my life doing right. was clearing mm-hmm. out these trauma. And I mean, even my own dad, I had, yeah, I had too. past lives with him. Um, and I was like, what? <laughs> this poor guy signed up, you know, his soul contracts. I'm like, what's he yeah. signed up for? Oh, my dad and I are like, we go way back in like a yeah. kind of brutal way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Definitely. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. So again, those are things that I, you know, I've cleared out. Um, but the, you know, the, the scene and the the partnership and the coming into this divine union, we have never been at the point where we're at, right. We've mm-hmm. never been on earth at this time, at this frequency of an ascending right. earth during a great awakening where more and more souls are coming online. And yeah. so we've never really had what we have now. So, you know, we've come and we've done this before and we, you know, fought these battles and done these things, but right now at this time, we've never had this. And this is the, this is the most important thing I think is to remember that the union that you enter into, right. The, the sacred union hero scammers that you have, um, that you call in now is unique. It is unique because Mm. it's, it's the time for it Mm. and it's the time for it to be the lifelong one and the, and the continual growing and the, that you did it right this time. Yeah. And, and that there's been like enough. (laughs) There's been enough of the other. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, We're we're tearing down all of that. We're tearing down all that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like I can't let you talk about Scotland so much and not share that. Like I totally have this resonance with Scotland and it's interesting because women in the sacred remembering community, um, you know, I I put this question on our group chat the other day, like, where would you most like to travel to? And most of them said Scotland. I'm like, yeah, well, we're a soul group, I guess. Um, You know, obviously. But last year, you know, I went down, like, just because I watch Outlander, I realized it does not make me like any kind of (laughs) official, you know, knowledge on Scotland. But it touched such a deep part in me and a part of my heart hurt, mm-hmm. like healed. And I live in the Blue Ridge mountains of, of the United States where in Outlander, they were traveling back and forth from Scotland to the Blue Ridge. And I was like, I don't know what this soul imprint is, but this, I imagine it's collective, this, mm-hmm. this Blue Ridge, Scotland, like connection. Um, but it was such a deep heart healing. And I definitely do grid work and Scotland's Arthurian, right? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I was certainly doing grid work like in 2020 and 2021 on this piece of land that I've talked about in the podcast, but my soul contract, I I had to leave the land because of a breakup in January of 2020, but I was still doing the grid work. Like my soul was still connected to that piece of land doing this grid work, like for this area, truly, it didn't matter if I lived with my feet on that land or not, but until July of 2021. um, So I'm sorry. I I think I said the wrong January, 2021 to July, 2021. Like I wasn't even on the land anymore and was still doing it. And then we were in a ceremony this summer and I was released from it. And I was like, Whew. Okay. But that was, I mean, I, I was like 
I don't know what that was. And I think I'm saying this too, you know, when people have these like, well, am I living a past life thing? Am I living a soul thing? You know, it was like, I just had enough information to know that I came for that. Like my soul had been waiting a long time to do whatever the heck that was. Mm -hmm. And I don't even fully need to know what it was. Exactly. But a huge piece of these teachings that I now call Heartland that I Mm -hmm. teach to people, like that transmission came through that time, which is honestly all about union and all about um, life beyond separation and all about feminine prosperity. And um, so my soul like went back there to get those codes to be activated. It was hard as fuck. It was not fun, you know, but then um, it took another like linear year for those codes to like become a way of life another, you know, six months for me to Mm -hmm. be released from that contract. And yeah, it's all very fascinating. It is wonderful to meet a soul sister. Yes. Same. Yes. No, it's interesting to hear like the connections, you know, to Scotland and the Blue Ridge because I've always been drawn to Blue Ridge as well, but I never went to visit. Right. I always Mm -hmm. had excuses of why I couldn't make it from New York to North Carolina, because that's when I was the most mm-hmm. drawn to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also when I was in New York, that was the first time I had visited Scotland. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, just really, yeah, I just breathed that whole sigh of, wow, this, yeah. this is it. Like, it's magic. I, you know, it you look, it's yeah. just, it's magic. So. Yeah. And it's really interesting too. Like, I don't even know if I'll ever get to Scotland in this lifetime. And it, doesn't actually matter. matter. Right. Um, And that's a really fun thing about like living in this way where you know that the past lives are are past and future and multiple lifetimes and, and that we are these um, big souls, you know, I I don't have to get it all done in this lifetime. And just this morning I sat down in meditation And this teaching is called the heartland. So I sat down and I was in the heartland like frequency and they showed me in a different part of these mountains for the first time. And um, it's an area where I've been like called to, to drive to and hike in and like my heart loves that area. And they actually showed me like, like growing old there, you know, like this is, this is your place. And so I was like, okay, you know, and just this like, I don't need to get it all done in this lifetime. I don't need to like connect all of the geographical dots. Um, No, not at all. No, no. (laughs) And that's, that's another big thing, you know, because people don't understand why they're drawn to certain areas or they don't know. I didn't know why I went to Bali. Why did I go to Bali? Well, the veil was very, very thin there. Mm-hmm. And that activated so much in me, um, you know, and now I'm in Scotland where the veil is also very thin, yeah, very thin. and, you know, I'm hanging out with fairies in the woods and things like that. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's fun. It's, it's a magical place. Isn't like, that is where the masculine in the earth is like reuniting right now. Mm-hmm. Right. It is. It is. Yes. Ooh. And that's why it's oh, so, yeah. it's so exciting because you know, the masculine, when we're looking at the masculine and I, you know, my husband is a perfect example. I was just like, God, he's such a man. Yeah. You know, right. I was, he's, he's just a man. There's no, I, I don't yeah. even know how to explain it. I just, 
felt so secure, you know, felt so um, mm. taken care of. Cause I'm a tall woman, you mm. know, I'm, I'm over five ten. Okay. And I'm, you know, I'm thin, but you know, and so when he just enveloped me in his arms, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, like yes. that warrior, right. you feel the warrior energy. And that's because they were fighting up until, you know, they yeah. continued to fight against the crown, you know, well into the 1700s, the 1800s, you know, mm-hmm. so um, oh, they have this yes. warrior, warrior-esque <laughs> energy. So it's Scotland. Yes. Uh. Love a Scottish warrior. I don't know any, but not in this lifetime. But God, I love but a Scottish warrior. Listen, there are so many descendants from Scotland yes. in the Blue Ridge Mountains, like in North Carolina and stuff. Uh-huh. It has one of the biggest Highland games is in North Carolina. I'm right. Sure. Right. So, yeah. I live like pretty close to an area called Highland. So, all right, I'm going to sit down and tune into all this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Definitely. so fun. Oh, Akisha, yes, it's so you. good to meet you. I yes. can't wait to read your book. And... Uh, yes, thank you. So it's been so amazing. And I appreciate you uh, asking me to be on here. Yes, absolutely. And um, congratulations on your return home to yes, your Scotland uh, land and and Scottish man. Thank you so much. Yes. Yay. (laughs) And before we go, just remind everyone where to find you on the web. Great. Yes. So you can find me at, um, on Facebook where I usually do daily posts or almost daily posts. And that's acacia.lawson.3. And then on Instagram, it's acacia.lawson and, or my website, which is by acacia, byacacia.com. And you can see some of my art as well as my blog and um, other things that I read. Wonderful. The, and your book title again is My Past Lives and How They Came Back to Haunt Me. And that's available on yes. Amazon. Available on Amazon. Wonderful. Paperback and ebook. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can't wait. Thanks, Acacia. Thank you. There is a call inside of women to be in community again. You have been doing so much personal healing work, so much introspection out there on your own, and now you're ready to step into space with others. I feel it too. If you want sacred space that welcomes modern women as they are, that integrates masculine energy with the feminine energy, In other words, it's not just a goddess feminine circle. It's a circle of women coming back into union and unity. Then the sacred remembering membership is for you. Think of it as a sacred feminine church meets educational library, meets instructional energetic practices, meets healing circle. It's all there and it's all in community. I have pulled together multiple groups of women in the past three years, and what I can tell you is this. There is always purpose and magic to who gathers and why. We are soul family, truly. If you're listening to this, you're soul family. And so the Sacred Remembering Membership Community is the next space to step into that tribe, and you're so welcome here. The membership includes an archive of resources, channeled content, teachings, energy activations, and so much more. My three published ebooks are in this archive, the Divine Mother Architectural Series, my Healing Man and Money Trauma Teachings, and more. 
also included our live calls twice a month, bonus calls, and interviews with experts. And perhaps the best part, there is a Mighty Networks community where you get to meet one another, share out what you do, ask for help, seek sister guidance, etc., etc. This is for you. I have created it for you, for us. You can join today and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next live call. You can go to sarahpoet.com, find the group, and sign up. And we'll see you soon. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected. And here's to your path of sacred remembering.